When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents... Chrissy Teigen referred to Donald Trump as a pussy-ass bitch. Look, he's a sick puppy. He, he, shouldn't, be, he shouldn't be there. Well, I lost half a day of skiing. I'm going to punch him out. I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to be happy. The Betches Sub Podcast. A speaker has not been elected. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman, and this is the Better Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. For today's interview, I am here with Annie Wu Henry. She is back with us, and she is a political strategist, a social media influencer, for me, a fashion influencer. If you want to see the video of today's recording, you will, you will agree. And most recently, and more importantly, the creative director of the AAPI Victory Fund. Welcome. So excited to be back. I love it here. Also, it's always, I'm always just like, it's so cute. It is. Like, I'm staring at the American Girl doll right now. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. May is insane, but in like the best way. Yeah. I mean, these past few months of my life have been insane, but in a great way. And I'm like, just keep coming back. Like, I'm so grateful yeah. for all of it. It's just been like, really a lot. Yeah. I mean, well, that is my first question. I'll just go into it. I mean, okay. Senator Fetterman won his election in early November. You're his campaign social media director. And I I was thinking to myself, I was like, oh my God, that was six months ago. Because you've been in constant motion kind of like ever since. What has this world been like? And I want to ask you, like, what's the coolest thing you've gotten to do? I like forget that all like certain things happened (laughs) just because it's like been so much. And it's all again, like been so cool. And like, I think back to my life a year ago and just like, so much can happen in a year and it's just single like, and jobless. There's there's been so many full circle moments that are just like I keep having to like pinch myself of being like, this is mm-hmm. cool. I also have like tried to stay grounded through all of this to an extent because it's hard, especially in like a DC and the internet and all these things and like keep bringing it back to like these are like cool things, but they come and go and like I'm in it because I care about it. And like it, if those things aren't around, I still want to be in it. I don't know. It's like going down to Georgia was just nice uh, with the win, with Mm -hmm. the runoff. And like I wasn't doing anything special. I was knocking doors, which is like so necessary. It's not like a non-important job. I don't want to like downplay the importance. But I wasn't like doing anything flashy. I was just doing like, again, the work that we need to do. But going down there just because that did solidify the 51st Mm -hmm. vote um, and kind of like an extension of the Fetterman campaign of like John couldn't be the 51st vote unless – we mm-hmm. kept Warnock's seat. Um, so that was like, you know, yeah. nice to be a part of in a small sense. I mean, I was with you at State of the Union at the White House, and that like, it's just like an objectively cool experience. Yeah. Or Jill that, like, apologized I never, for not getting us drunk. <laughs> yeah, that I never like 
assumed or like expected would ever be something I would get to experience. It was like an interesting time because I do creation stuff, but most of it's for like my job. And then like I have a platform, but I don't like I don't live my life content first. Like there were people that went into that event like I'm going to make three TikToks. These are the things I want to talk about, whatever. Whereas I'm just more of like I talk about my life and things I care about. And because I work in the political and internet space, that comes into play as well as me caring about it. But I just like went and showed that I was there. Um, but it was just like that was very nice, too, because I saw some friends that like also like work in the administration. And then I saw creator friends and it was this like weird yeah. like worlds colliding. And there's been a lot of that, too. I think the nice thing that I've appreciated just through all of this is that like the community and that's from like obviously the NHPI community, but also just like the digital community, whether that's people actually in like like political operatives um, that work either on the Hill or campaigns or whatnot, um, whether that's digital other creators, whether that's people just in politics that have been mentors and helpful and just like so like uplifting and just again they want to they're being kind and this this industry is so hard and stressful and having people that you can just like lean on that can give you words of wisdom or advice or just like what they've learned has been for me so helpful because I've done a lot of this work in different areas or in this kind of quasi-political space but not I'm not a DC person. And so whenever I go to DC, like I always just feel very much a fish out of water and having people that are like willing to be helpful or introduce you to people or just again, like be a friend and like be someone that like I can ask questions and not feel dumb Mm -hmm. um, doing that. Like that's been really nice as a young person, as a young woman, as a young Asian woman, um, the other API operatives that are like, you know, I was the only one. Um, and like, it's so nice seeing you and all these other people and, and really seeing them want to like make space and continue, um, that representation in, in this work. Um, because we still need to improve upon like so much representation with women, young people, like people of color has just been, it's been nice. And like, especially because my life's been all over the place, like having good people around because I'm never home. And I've, mm-hmm. one of the things is like having, <laughs> I haven't gotten to hang out with friends or like spend time. Um, and so having good people and meeting such good people throughout all of this has mm-hmm. been like something that isn't a specific like event or mm-hmm. whatever, but I've personally really appreciated. Yeah, totally. I mean, something I've noticed is that there's all sorts of new types of creators and people talking about politics and influencing politics. And to the extent maybe there is like hostility or people feel some type of way about that, I've never picked up on it. I've always found people involved in, in like the actual government in DC to be incredibly inviting and to know what an asset people like you are. And you're both. You're kind of like able to do the influencing, but you also know politi- you're also a political strategist and you know how to do the behind the scenes too. Yeah, it's been an interesting thing to navigate though, because like Yeah, maybe I not think, always. I think yeah. they understand like uh, most people understand, like people understand at this point, like I guess what those people I mean, young women, women under 30 have been inviting to me. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, people get it that it's important or they get sort of what, but they don't, unless you've been in the space and even as a creator and the kind of the behind the scenes or what people think of and like the processes, like I was explaining to someone that just everything that I do has now been like tied to my personal brand that like, I didn't try to create it. Just like, 
happened. And I'm super aware that anything I do, like it's not coming, it A, could come back on like if I'm with a candidate Mm -hmm. or if I'm with whatever, but it's not just the job. Like it's on me as like a human. And so like I, while I want to be authentic and honest and whatnot, like I'm super aware of everything that I say can be used out of context, is not going to like always give nuance or background just because like I don't, I don't owe it to people on the internet to do that. But at the same time, like anything I do share, like I made a joke, I think I posted on my close stories the other day of like, uh, I got a burger that was really good. But yeah. I was like, I know if I post this, like there will yeah. be people that like- Was it plant-based? Yeah, like things that are little and that like, yeah. I, I I don't cook meat at my home, but like I, I do get it when I'm out to eat sometimes. And so like, you know, I try to save from the water point of view and things like that, like when I can, but I'm not a perfect person. I also like don't have a million resources in the world to like do all of the things. Like sometimes it's cheaper for me to drive somewhere or like my schedule, I have to do that. So like, it's just hard to like manage expectations. And I think like we had talked about right before this of like with the the re-election rollout with, you know, President Biden announcing that he's planning to run again. It's like, I came out very early of like saying that I'm supportive of his run. And I am also not saying with that, that like, I think every single thing that Joe Biden has ever done in his right. entire life or ever will do. Um, and I say that about any politician. Which a reasonable per- person <laughs> hearing you say that in person would, right. would never challenge you be like, oh, I didn't know you were a centrist corporate dem. Right. But I know we both got like, a you got quite yeah. a lot of it. I mean, there's, I mean, there's friends in my life or yeah. even like like that I'll never agree with every single action they ever do. Like don't you texted your ex like yeah. I wouldn't have done like I told you not to do that, you know? So it's just do like better. Yeah, it's just like there's things but at at this point like he is the sitting president of the United States. I understand how money, politics, endorsements, the party, all of these things work and he's going to in my opinion based on like history and how things tend to work. And I'm not saying that's how things should work, but he will likely get the nomination. I mean, the DNC was part of his rollout. And so I am probably a realist to a fault of like, where are we putting our time? Where are we putting our resources? Where are we putting our energy? And even when I sometimes get people picking at some of my things, and I am so open to, you know, feedback and critical, you know, thinking and also the first to admit that I am a flawed human. And so I'm super open to that. But also like there are bad people on the other side. And sometimes I'm just like, even within, you know, egos and political Mm -hmm. spaces, I'm just like, we have limited time, energy, resources. And how we use that can be very intentional. And like, you can like, Give me feedback if there's something that I can do to be better. But sometimes like energy is used that like direct that in a way that's like meaningful and helpful. Like if you are a very progressive or like want to call yourself a leftist or whatever these things like buckets we call ourselves are and like you think that, you know, the president currently is too moderate or these criticisms that I got for supporting him, which my post was like also not like anything crazy. No. But like, again, I'm going to support the sitting incumbent president that's planning to run again and is going to get the nomination. And like, I do think has has had a good record, had, you know, historic midterm um, results and has done some progressive things, not all the things we want him to do, but, you know, we have to keep 
the White House to keep yeah. doing those things. And, you know, if you're going to say, OK, I want more progressive people in politics. OK, are you working with your local grassroots organizations that are working right. from the ground are up you to commenting on right. their posts are, are you yeah. working are you supporting local officials running for government because so much of this starts at a local level that's why i'm doing work right now with the working families party that's why i'm doing work right now with like the mayoral race happening in philadelphia because like working families party is a third party they support democrat candidates but you know they know that so much of this happens at a local level. And that's how you start to build power. That's the background when you talk about organizing. And so where is your energy being used? And if you're saying these stuff, is it, are you only using your energy to yell at like people mm -hmm. who are on your side who like want the same things as you? Or are you like, like also Absolutely. there are people on the other side, like it feels right. very displaced and also just like unproductive. And like people can have their thoughts and opinions, but it's just, like, I've tried to use my time and energy intentionally and when I can speak on things. And it's been interesting navigating that in a more public way yeah. than most people, than what is normal. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I always so always keep in my center of like, this is not normal. These things aren't normal. And like, I think if I ever think they're normal, like, I want someone to like reality check me because mm -hmm. like, it's not like yeah. even some of these experiences that are very cool. Like, I don't ever want to become like, feel like I'm entitled to that. Like, cause I'm not like most of the times I walk into these rooms and I'm like, why am yeah. I here? <laughs> and like, at the same time, trying to like beat the imposter right, syndrome right. of being yeah. like, okay, like I am talented and I have skills and I have made impacts and like, it's just this balance, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think the way that you, you know, and he's talking about like, you just like a lot of us when he announced just sort of posted like, you know, here we go. This is yeah. probably this is who we're supporting against, you know, the wave of, of fascism. And I, I also really appreciated how you kind of were pretty transparent about not only the response, but how you processed it, the stages of you process, just because there are a lot of young people, a lot of young girls probably watching you, too, and probably the first time they experienced that type of instinctual, that type of feedback. I know my first instinct, I had to get really used to being like, oh, everybody's right but me. I've never had a right thought. Like, just to sort of be like, certainly the first person to comment that I'm wrong. And I would like delete the post. And I was like, no, no, we can have a conversation. Some people disagree. So I also think the way that you sort of were like, you know, you're a person a lot of people also just look to as a person in progressive politics, a young person, and how you were able to process that. And it's like, this is the best for all of us. And sometimes it's like, you have to be really forward thinking. And sometimes like the most progressive, wokest move of the day is like kind of supporting the 80 year old. <laughs> Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy Gift Mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of 
gifts do you have for Dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. There's so many battles that we're fighting right now against like book bans against like literal fascist candidates like there's so many things like against the attacks on like trans people and like there are so many fights and so like we need to be specific about like again like where we're using our energy to like pick our battles and then again like this campaign season coming up if anyone's looked at the senate map like we've got to like win back the house um, and then the, the Senate map is tough. And yeah. so it's just like, okay, like personally, like money is so crucial, unfortunately, in, in so much of this. And like, our, again, anytime, resources, whatever. And so it's like, where can they best be used? And if mm-hmm. you don't love Joe Biden running, like that's up to you. Yeah. But then use that $20 or use that 30 minutes you have and like, support a Senate race that we need to protect or win back. Use that to support a grassroots organization that's going to be on the ground doing the work for the candidates you support. Like all of these things, it's a movement. We need it. And just like be productive. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that to like condemn anyone. Like if you don't agree with certain things that Joe Biden, again, I, there has not been a politician like Democrat or Republican like that. I'm just like, and I don't think we should idolize mm-hmm. them. Like the exactly. the comparison of like a vote or supporting someone. It's not a marriage. And I don't think like anyone should be like just so in awe and holding them to a standard. But we also need to understand like how these systems work. We can be critical also of the systems, but understand like to continue to like break them down and make them better. We also need to keep the power there that we can be doing mm-hmm. those things. Like if we don't like the stock trading in you know, of legislative people, like we need to continue to elect people that will change that Mm -hmm. and will make the laws that will change that. And so it's just like, I am so for breaking down some of these systems that have so many flaws within them and we're created that way, but you have to get in there to do it. And then you can also put pressure from other ways of, again, Mm -hmm. organizers and all these people in communities doing such great work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think one of the reasons that Joe Biden, like we got the climate plan through was because of young organizers who pushed him. And yes, they were disappointed with the Willow Project, too. And that's completely fair. You don't have to like what I tried, like you don't have to stand everything he does. I think that's what people 
I think my, that's part of what people react to is like, fuck, I got to defend this guy relentlessly for another year and a half. It's like, no, you know, nobody's asking. If they are asking you, yes, tell. But it's like, right. it's okay. You don't have to. If, you can feel some type of way and you're not a bad Democrat. You're not a bad person. This is the person that's going to be at the top of the ticket. They have delivered on a lot of their promises to elevate younger, more diverse voices. And like you said, it's the incumbent. We're not talking about late 2019. Who should we choose? We're talking about the right. incumbent president. Right. It's just like. Each election, I mean, there's like the vote your conscience in a primary that's like 2020's primary. And like even right now, I'm helping with the mayoral race happening in Philadelphia. And it is a primary. But in turn, because of the breakdown of Philadelphia, it will likely like almost be given to whoever the Democrat candidate is. So it's not really a primary. It is like more of, you know, who's going to be. And we don't. And we don't have a runoff like Chicago or some other cities. And so it really isn't like, oh, I'm going to like do whatever because like the margins and things in, in this type of battle are so important. So you just have to understand like how each of these elections are like fundamentally going to work. And again, you can disagree that if they should be that way, like mm-hmm. I am all for like I think Philadelphia should have runoffs or like ranked choice voting and things in place for that. But we don't right now. So, right. and then also let's get people elected that maybe would be open to those yes. ideas. Yes, and unfortunately it's not like, you know, you can't strike from voting. Unfortunately, that doesn't get you the results <laughs> that right. you want. I mean, speaking of the mayoral election in Philly, what issues do you think are most important there and and who do you think is speaking to them well right now? I mean, in Philadelphia, so much, I think Philadelphia gets a bad rap. It has its issues, mm-hmm. like any city. It has its issues, but I think that so much of the focus on whether it's gun violence or crime or these things is so many of the solutions people talk about are band-aiding the problem and not looking at how do we systemically like shift these things and like revitalize our city. Mm-hmm. And the WFP endorsed candidate as well as the candidate I've supported throughout, like and I'm helping with is Helen Gim, who is the progressive in the race. She would be the first Asian American. She would be the first woman. In turn, she'd be the first Asian American woman. And I also, as an Asian American woman, I'm not supporting her just because of that. I appreciate the representation and and that part of it. But she's the progressive in the race. And she's been the fighter on city council. She was an organizer. She was a teacher. And she has all of the organizational support. She has, you know, Bernie's support and AOC's mm-hmm. support and awesome. Mayor Wu and Ayanna Presley. And then also the Pennsylvania, you know, progressives that like, again, shows that she is the person that we need. And I've I've gone to so many of the events of either hearing her speak, hearing other candidates speak, and she is the only one that has a bright vision of what Philadelphia can be and isn't just mm-hmm. like, well, there's crime, so we need more police. And like she's like, okay, let's invest in schools. Let's invest in recreation centers. Let's invest in arts. Let's invest in our youth. Let's invest in things that will reduce statistically those issues and not just say like we have these issues and we're gonna like we're gonna try to like band-aid what's happening and it's just like bringing the city up Mm -hmm. um and she is just so fantastic and I look at like Mayor Wu up in Boston and you know obviously Brandon Johnson's election in Chicago and Karen Bass out in LA and yeah. like Philadelphia has the opportunity to have someone who's actually going to fight for our city who's been out on the front lines of protests who's been you know doing this work for years and like really gets it 
And I just really, it's tough because there's so many candidates and I'm so scared of the margins. And that's why mm. I explain like how this election works yeah. and how there are candidates, again, if there were ranked choice votes that I would have before some of the others, you know, but we have to coalesce behind, hey, she's the best candidate, but you have to coalesce behind like who has a fighting chance and who's going to be the best yeah. candidate. Yeah. So we don't end up with someone like aggressively worse. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, please, Philly voters, don't do what we did in New York. <laughs> we, we were not satisfied. <laughs> there, is a, there is a very openly pro stop and frisk candidate. And it's just what? like, what? No, like really openly pro that stop and frisk. That is the most horrifying phrase I've ever heard. Openly pro. Like, she always talks about like constitutional Ugh. pro stop and frisk. And like, it's 2023. Honey. And it's just, it's so tough. And again, like, there's multiple women in the race, and I get a Democratic that, candidate. Yeah, yeah, they're all Democratic yeah. candidates, like in yeah. on paper. Good point. But yeah. it's just, it's just so tough that there's so many people, and it's like, okay, let's focus, and also, you know, look at the organizational support and the people that are on the ground. Where are they at? They're behind Helen. You look at national progressives, and I'm not saying this again. Like I was on a campaign that was against Dr. Oz. Like I get, yeah. but they're not. These national candidates aren't running for our city. They're saying that we need this support in the city because it's a movement. It takes, yeah. you know, Bernie's like, it's about all of us. And so, you know, that is why they're also coming out and championing the person that like we need to champion us in Philadelphia. And so it's been really great with my work in the API Victory Fund and working families and all of it's kind of tied back also to this race, which mm -hmm. is also why it being May 16th has made May also being the Asian month has made May just like so insane, but yeah. really also exciting at the potential yeah, of, it, of what could be. Mental health awareness month too, so. <laughs> so true. <laughs> the laugh, so that laugh was so true. telling, that laugh. Okay, so you know, you recently announced that you're starting a role as the creative director. You did start a role as the creative director for the AAPI Victory Fund. Talk about why that role felt right for you right now. Yeah, so I started back in February. I didn't announce till recently because, like, A, I like to get my bearings before, like, getting unsolicited feedback from the internet, <laughs> as well as, like, I need to, like, make sure I'm good. And I also wanted to be intentional of, like, I didn't want people just to be talking about, like, me and my new role. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to, like, use that to be able to talk about, like, May and, like, yeah, yeah, a, yeah. A, NHPI Heritage Month and, like, the cool things that we are doing. Like, we're doing an event at the Kennedy Center like surrounding women in our community and being able to like, you know, be the conduit to be able to talk about those things with, with this news. But it's been really great. I wanted to be really intentional after the campaign being given, I say it's like, it is a privilege to be able to have options because so much time in this work, you mm -hmm. don't get options as well as you don't have time to like sit and like weigh yeah. them. And so I, I did have that luxury. And so I wanted to be, really grounded in like how I was taking a job and making sure none of these jobs I've ever taken, which is why my career looks like a, a whole squiggly <laughs> yeah. whatever. And like, it's never been because of the title or because of the money um, or because of, you know, like people being like, this is what you have to do to be like, I've done it. Cause like, this is where I feel like drawn to and like where I feel like I can make an impact and what's important and like what I care about. That was why I joined John's campaign. I had reached out to them and said, Hey, I'm around yeah. like, I have awesome. some ideas like if you'll have me mm -hmm. like I'd be open to helping because I like know what's at stake. And so it's never been about one thing or another. And I also never expected, you know, some of the things that came after the race. And again, I'm very grateful. But 
I wanted to stay grounded in that. And it was, it's hard, especially in the DC like bubble of like, who do you work for? What do you do? And like wanting to impress people and also having friends that work at some of these amazing places, but like knowing that so much of what you learn is that it's not as glitzy and glamorous as you might think of saying like, oh, I work on Capitol Hill or oh, I work in the administration. Those things are acts of service that are so honorable and great jobs. And sometime in my life, like they might be what makes sense. But like I wanted to be able to relax for a little bit. I wanted to also be able to do things like outside of a principle. I mm-hmm. wanted to like, again, knowing I want to jump back into this stuff and yeah, that yeah. those things won't be a luxury. Yeah. Knowing I wanted to maybe stay in Philadelphia to continue to try to put roots down if I'm home. Um, and And some of these things that were outside of like, the job, but are important to consider as well as like, where do I feel like I want to be doing work? And that was, you know, in the creative digital space, but not just writing tweets or not just, you know, editing a video. I wanted to be able to make sure my background from some of my previous work, like of strategy and of direction with, with creative initiatives and events could be, I could, get back into that in the political sphere, as well as like being able to uplift community, being yeah. up, able to uplift progressives. And so doing the work with the API Victory Fund and doing creative direction there and trying to kind of shift, make the shift with the rebrand, refresh that we're doing of trying to be more forward facing and coalesce our community and allies and talk about wins and talk about pushes we need outside of just elections and events, um, trying to do that more holistically and build power. Um, that was something that just like made sense Mm -hmm. doing work with the working families party and with Helen in Philadelphia where I live and hope to stay living at least, (laughs) you know, and like in a state where like I I've spent most of my life, I grew up in Pennsylvania and like know what it can be. And so like that all really made sense. And again, like staying in movement politics, staying championing true like progressive champions um, and the people on the ground working with them that are doing this important work that I value so much and just really always am humbled in like their their work on the ground. And so all of it kind of fit together um, really nicely. It fit together also like it it's all in Philly slash remote. Awesome. I can get and yeah. do stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it just like it it really makes sense for who I am and also where I'm at in my life right now and what I can do and what I want to do as well as where I hopefully can be a little small piece, these places um, of getting them, you know, across the finish lines of what they want to be doing. Yeah. I love how you talked about how it's sort of like you apply kind of the way, like what you want to do and what motivates you to sort of all areas. I remember thinking like around the Oscars, I was like, did they hire her for the four-year consideration campaign for everything everywhere at once? I was like, I know they did it, but she's, (laughs) I think she's helping them win that Oscar. You were like, your content strategy. (laughs) I I think I'm going to get to meet Michelle Uh, Yeoh like in, while I'm in New York right now. And it's- I just got chills for you. I just got chills for you. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. 
They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. So that's all really fabulous stuff. For about, you know, a recent poll showed that 75% of Chinese Americans reported discrimination this year. And there are lots of polls similar to that, people just throughout the community. You know, we we all remember the devastating increase in hate crimes against Asian Americans in the wake of the racist framing of COVID-19. And still, especially if you live in a major city and you watch the news in those cities, it is happening quite frequently. Those attitudes, you know, remain even as the pandemic has waned. Where you work now, the AAPA Victory Fund is dedicated to realizing the power of the country's 24 million Asian American voters, potential voters, residents. You know, how should elected leaders who want their support address AANHPI hate and discrimination and just the issues that people are facing? What do you what do, you, what do people need to hear to feel supported? I mean, it sounds so like simple, but I think it's just like showing up and sharing experiences cuz I think in the AANHPI diaspora, like there's like there's so much diversity as well as all of us have our unique like perspectives and experiences of what that means to us. Mm-hmm. Like I am Chinese American. I'm an Asian American. I'm a woman. I'm young. I'm from a conservative white town. I have white parents. I was adopted. Like all of these things and all of these experiences like have been part of my journey of figuring out what the what those things mean to yeah. me what the, what my pride and my heritage means to me and i think like talking about that and talking about like so much of the racialized experience at least i can speak for again myself it's been like it just being a constant thing there like even when it's not blatant acts of like hate or right. microaggressions it's just like being aware of it like being aware when I walk into a room and it's like very white of like what that is. And like there have been so many events that I've been at either recently and over the past few years and getting involved in community of like representation and of community. And like I was just at the first AANHPI event for White House Correspondence mm-hmm. Dinner Weekend. And it was just, you know, it was and HPI people and activists and journalists and electeds and 
operatives and staffers and then allies and all these people. And it was just like, there were so many people speaking and representation matters, that, yes. that phrase. I feel like at this point, it's like sometimes just thrown around. But then there's moments like that when it like, you understand how important it is because you look around and you're like, no, like there's so many people here that look like me and that's like, this is not a common occurrence mm -hmm. and it should be. And it's something that I can't always articulate, but it's a feeling. And so I think it's just like being present, being able to share those experiences. So many people who are older than me have talked to me about how they, like they used to be the only one in the room. And then they like have talked to me that like, it's great seeing young people that are also, you know, ANHPI being involved in this work. And I think that lawmakers, it doesn't have to be these huge acts. Mm -hmm. Like they should be making, you know, legislation and doing those things. But so much of like the community side of things is showing up, is speaking out when things happen, is talking about like what they've personally experienced because there will be people that like it resonates with them. And at the end of the day, like all of us want connections and to be, be able to, feel like we're seen and yeah. we're heard and we're understood. And I think that helps also for allies and people who might not understand that. It also like shows that perspective of things that they might not even think about because like I even, I think with my parents who are white, like there are so many things growing up that I think back like, and I, I don't ever fault them because I'm like, they just probably didn't even think about it because they never had to. And so I think it's just like, just sharing and like being showing up. Yeah. Yeah. I am at, yeah, the relief of being around people that have had that experience. And like you explained, like seeing that an, an amount of people just grow and grow and grow to a critical mass of hopefully then being able to advocate for that legislation within, right. within those. My last question is, uh, what are you most excited about for the summer? Are you going to the Eras tour? I am going to the Eras tour in Philly. And oh my I will, gosh. I, I mean, he's not going to be in office. I will say that like the mayor of Philadelphia <laughs> has let me down so many times. And I think that coming up, I feel like he is going to let me down like never before. I just saw the yeah. park bench in Nashville that was like so cute. I like the keys to the city, mm -hmm, the mayor for the... Mm -hmm. Taylor is going to show up and I believe our mayor is going to be like not say a single word and I truly if he's listening to I hope it's a state visit I hope that he right and she's from our state she's oh, right she's oh my from, god like she was born in Pennsylvania and so it's just like my guy yeah. I need you I need you need. It's, this isn't even like we know it's be your political. song it's yeah. not even gonna be political <laughs> no. and you're gonna be like you're not running again like just make it big go out and at least there's like, somebody on your staff who happy. is waiting to be asked to come up with a campaign <laughs> what and date is like, it so that's the other thing so she'll be in philly from the 12th 13th and 14th oh that weekend yeah. i'm going right before the election Wait, is which, the 16th what, what show are you going to i'm not going the to the 13th okay um I it's going to be a very busy weekend in Philly. It's going to be very exciting. Um, I'm sure there I'm trying to like have some TOTV It's going to be very exciting. If, if anyone out there is going to the concert and Smart. isn't a Philly voter, but like sign up for sign up for door knocking while you're in town. And your or, cute ass outfit. You know, text your friends that are also going with you that are Philly voters. Like, let's do some peer to peer organizing people. Um, like, yeah, go in a cute outfit. Like, be like. Also, Helen likes Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. um, and so, 
Yeah, and her, and her colors, her yeah. colors are bright pink and blue, like very lover vibes. Um, and so I think he's gonna like let me down like never before. <laughs> um, the concert will make up for it, yeah. but um, and you gotta let the people know. Yeah, yeah. and I like. After that, we'll have to keep going because the election yeah. day is but Tuesday. But fortify you. And yes, like exactly. Um, and so I am very excited for the Eras tour. I am also going to a Boy Genius concert, um, which is going to be a fun thing. I'm trying to like make sure I have fun things right. that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I have like some fun work stuff that will be happening. And also just hopefully like going to a beach somewhere, doing something that's actually like I've been doing all these like they aren't even vacations, but they're fun, but they're yeah. not relaxing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm like looking forward to the summer. We'll see where things go. I've said like everyone's like, what are you going to do for 24? And it's like everything I'm doing right now will be also like they will all be doing things for 24. So I might be doing that. But also one of the things also with taking these roles where they were super flexible and supportive and understanding of like if there's something that I feel like yeah I need to jump into or some opportunity comes along like very supportive of that um but at the same time I'm not in a rush I think like again the work I'm doing now aids all of these other things as well um and is important yeah. and it's going to be a long cycle it is as it's much as be we're paying attention cycle. now people are so not yet I yeah. just like don't burn yourself yeah, out. Yeah, I like am like, I don't, I will do all the things that like I need to do or people need me to do. I'm, I'm happy to help. That's what I, yes. I like just want to, I want to just like help that where I can, how I can, <laughs> yeah. doing what I can and trying my best. And, you know, I'm already tired thinking about it, but I think it's just, it's so important and we can't lose sight of that. Um, but there is. One, one thing that, like, I learned from Fetterman was just, like, there is fun and joy and memes. Um, <laughs> but, like, there is so much of that yeah. that can be along the way as well as, like, so many of my friends from that campaign of other staffers that, like, or volunteers that we met along the way or just people throughout, like, are so wonderful and, like, that's a part of it, too. And when we talk about movement politics, when we talk about any of this, it's, like, all of us together and we have to remember that. And so, yeah, it's just May is very exciting. <laughs> All of it to come is very exciting. Seeing you, being back at Batches is Not very exciting. Not the last time. Not the last time. Yeah. I know. There will be, yeah, there's plenty of time until 2024, and there will be um, plenty of Annie Whirlwinds in between. Thanks for coming again. We love when you come in. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman, and this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. Hi. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sousmacat. Social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails at SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.